Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Thursday, December 9th, and we have some more football. We kick off week 14 with a little matchup between the Steelers and the Vikings. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, tell us your favorite bet for Thursday night. Make sure you turn on alerts because we will go live after every single primetime game, Sunday, Monday, and Thursday, and you can come hang with us and win a Brinson Sucks hat or some other sort of Pick six swag potentially joining me to break down Steelers and Vikings. Tyler Sullivan, Sully, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Well, how you doing? I'm good. Um, can't complain. Yeah, I like it. That's that's Steelers, good. Steelers Vikings is like a it's a, can, it's a can't complain kind of game. It's, that's a great way. That's a great way to describe it. It is a can't complain kind of game. You know, we get two uh, like playoff playoff ish teams. Play two teams in the hunt. This is a big sure. game. This is a big sure. game. It, 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 in fact, you know what? It, it, it's not like it's not like Bucks Pats, but it's it's definitely like a must-win game for the Vikings at five and seven, and then the Steelers, who are still in the hunt in the division. Uh, Baltimore's eight and four. Pittsburgh six five and one. Since he had them at seven and five as well. Pittsburgh is the eighth seed in the um, in the AFC. I don't think six five and one's not better than seven or seven five and one's not better than seven and five. Can't be right. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because it's like half a loss is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So in other words, if Buffalo beat, but if Buffalo's traveling to Tampa, if they fall to seven and six and Pittsburgh's seven, five and one and Indianapolis loses and they're seven and seven, and I, I think they play somebody crappy. So I'm just, but I'm just suggesting that, you know, this could, this can, this is how Pittsburgh climbs into the playoffs. Yeah. Baltimore is playing Cleveland. They're going to Cleveland. I mean, they're, they're, you know, certainly ways to, for this to kind of unfold for them. The AFC is still wide open. Where where these two teams sit, everything's out there. Yeah. If the Steelers can still make the playoffs, they can still technically win the division, I think. And Minnesota's dead in the division with Green Bay at nine and three. But you know, San Francisco and Washington, six and six. Go take care of business and you get to see hope some chaos unfolds uh, over the course of the weekend. Unfortunately for Minnesota, they will have to do it without Christian Darisol, their rookie tackle, who has been ruled out after he didn't practice for three straight days. Also ruled out on Wednesday, Adam Thielen, who didn't practice Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Um, good news is, though, so offensively, that's not not ideal. Defensively, and, and Dalvin Cook on offense is questionable. We won't know about him until a Thursday, probably right before the, the the game game kicks off when the actors are due. He was limited Tuesday and Wednesday. Kind of surprising he's already uh, that close to being back. We were under the pressure he was going to miss multiple weeks. Um, but defensively, the Vikings will get back McKenzie Alexander, or or they will get McKenzie Alexander, Anthony Barr, Bashad Breeland, um, there's Eric Kendricks, and Patrick Peterson. Huge burst or huge uh, surge of, of players back for that defense. Uh, Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's is pretty straightforward. Maybe Ben was on the injury report. 
Yep, he was on it. Uh, Claypool was on it they, to begin the week. They, uh, I think they both missed Monday, but they've been back. Okay, so it looks like they should be. Let's see. Here's the Wednesday report. Roethlisberger full practice. Chase Claypool full practice. Joe Hayden DNP. Um, oh, Hayden's out. Robert Spillane's out. BJ Finney's out, and Isaiah Bugs is out. Otherwise, they got everybody else they need. Uh, Cameron Hayward, no problem. Roethlisberger, Chase Claypool, some pretty big guys, and, and Trey Turner, pretty big too. So. I would say Pittsburgh probably has the better overall injury setup here as we head into the latter part of the season or the final weeks of the season. But Minnesota, maybe you trade some of those offensive injuries, maybe for the for the defensive guys coming back. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you know, you're talking about Dalvin Cook. It's a it's a huge piece. You know, it's it'd be great if you get Dalvin Cook back. That's obviously, you know, like I was going to say, like a big piece. But you are still missing a, a star ta- or an up and coming tackle in Christian Darrisaw and Adam Thielen, who has been a key cog in this passing game as much as as much love Justin Jefferson gets. And rightfully so. He's awesome. But Thielen is a guy that's that's really stirs the drink for that offense just as much as Jefferson and Cook, too. Yeah. So, uh, Vikings minus three as of the last time that I looked, and I will refresh Caesars to make sure we have the most recent line. Yep, Vikings minus three, minus 120. Uh, Steelers plus three, plus 100. Vikings are minus 170 on the money line. Steelers plus 145. Total here, 43 and a half has dropped a point or so in the last, uh, I don't know, 24 hours, give or take. What's your, uh, what's your, what's your look here on the spread? Well, I, I like that we both kind of differ on this one. I, I feel like we've agreed a little bit too much. So this one, we're a little bit different. I like the Steelers with the points here. And, and I understand it's kind of a donkey play because you have them coming off that emotional win off of the Ravens. You know, easily could be a letdown opportunity as they go on the road to Minnesota. Minnesota, on the other hand, is trying to bounce back from that loss, that last second loss to Detroit. I totally see all that. But for me... I still like where the Steelers are going, and more so, I don't really love the Vikings, and it really doesn't have much to do with that loss to Detroit. I mean, teams have these losses. It, it just the it Steelers just tied to, the Steelers. This is a match of the only two teams to have not beaten the Lions this year. Right, exactly. This is the, <laughs> this is the Lions Bowl, I guess. Yeah, the loser it, Lions Bowl. For me, it's a couple of different factors where I'm fading the Vikings here. It's more more so fading the Vikings, but they. They keep these games relatively close. So anytime I can get points in a, at a key number, obviously three being a field goal here, I like to get. I mean, at home, they haven't been particularly great. They're 2-9 and nine against the spread over their last nine home games. They're 0-6 against the spread as a home favorite. They're under 500 this season against the spread in general. To me, it just feels like they aren't able to kind of get the job done at home or at least keep it. They don't really, you know, blow teams out at home where you see, you would think that they would I don't blow teams out period. I mean, right. nine, uh, what is it? What do we, is it uh, of their games this season? They have, um, oh, sorry, I lost my, my place on the Vikings here on my, on our stat sheet. What is it? It's like nine of their 11 of their 12 games have been decided by one possession, nine of 12 games this season have been decided on the final play, seven blown leads and five opponent game-winning drives allowed most in the NFL. 101 points allowed after the two-minute warning in the second or fourth quarter, most in the NFL. Big Ben, by the way, tied for the most game-winning drives in, in the NFL this year with five of them. So, so, when, so when you factor all that stuff in, it, it, for me, it's more fading the Vikings it, for that reason. It's not because they lost to Detroit and it's like, oh, they gave them their first win. It, it really doesn't have much to do with that. It's just that they've struggled in key spots. And one other area that I think is, is kind of going a little bit unnoticed, or at least it's something that should be brought up here, they're one of the most penalized teams in the NFL. 
if you go back over the course of this season, they've had the sixth most penalties in the league, and it's for the third most penalty yards. That's something that's just the DNA part of a team where it's, I don't know what's going on with Mike Zimmer, if they're not disciplined or what, whatever's going on there. But to me, that is a huge red flag in a game where it could be low scoring. It could be determined by one possession. If all of a sudden you're starting to have these, these penalties that really put you in the wrong direction or moving a team forward, that's going to shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm sort of this is a, this is one of the harder games to pick this week. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. It's and it's weird because it's a three point spread. You would think that that makes life easier. Just figure out who you think is going to win. I I wanted to be all over the Vikings. I I think I, I think I really wanted to like the Vikings, and then I started thinking about like, man, look at these stats and like what they've given up, and you know, these game winning drives. You know, they got all banged up on offense. Steelers defense, the Vikings are a better team by DVOA and a better team defensively by DVOA. That's my one thing here. I think that they can really limit what the Steelers do on offense. Now, there's a really good chance that this all ends up being like it ends up being nothing in that, um, you know, it's a three point game. You know, like, like, the, like we talk about the spread all week and it's just, it's just a push. Like that yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all. I don't love taking the Vikings minus three especially with that juice, just because it, it does feel like you know they're going to let the Steelers have a chance to try and win. But I sort of believe you're buying low on Minnesota, selling high on Pittsburgh, as you point out, coming off the emotional win over Baltimore. That was sort of, not their Super Bowl, but I mean, that was a, Every they were four point dogs at home to, to to Baltimore. Not only that, but it's you know it's that it's that moment where all the reports about Ben Roethlisberger possibly being his last season, and you just kind of have that that almost that 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 huge game where it's just so emotional. Not only to keep your season alive for the playoffs, but also you know it could be a swan song a little bit for Ben Roethlisberger. Sure. Totally, you know, and you have that emotional win. Totally an opportunity for a letdown here. I I don't dispute that at all. Yeah. In fact, if Minnesota hadn't been involved in all these really close games, I would feel a lot better about sure. taking the Vikings. It, yeah. it, it's like in a vacuum, the Vikings should beat the Steelers by more than three at home in a game that looks like it's probably going to be pretty low scoring. Now, the Vikings, their games go over all the time, but we both like the under here. I think it just sort of turns into, with the injuries to Minnesota on offense, I think they're way more conservative. Try and and whether you know, if Dalvin plays, they'll split it up with Dalvin and Alexander Madison, just pound the ball. I think Steelers will reciprocally just hand the ball off to uh, Najee Harris and maybe take some looks, you know, take a few shots down the field, but they don't really get vertical that often. And I just feel like this could be a low scoring game where I don't know if the Vikings can stop anybody late because they haven't really done it at all. But they've also had a, you know, they had a bunch of blown leads. Like they've had these leads. Can they hold on to one if their defense is there? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Vikings. I just I don't again I don't love it. I think I might like the under a little bit more. Yeah. Although 43 and a half, you're starting to get pretty low where 44 is a key number. Yep, yep, totally. It, you know, it was I think it opened up at like 46 and a half and it, yeah. it's it's ticked down considerably. And for me, I'm with you too. I like the under here. And you and you do say, you know, all these games with the Vikings or a lot of these games they go over. That's kind of true, but also when you really shrink it, shrink it in a little bit more and you start looking at what they've done at home, I think for the season, they're seven and five. The over is seven and five. The uh, four to the five times it hasn't gone over in the under, it's four and one. The under is four and one at home for them this season. Mike it's, Zimmer is traditionally a much better coach against the spread at home for whatever reason. That place is loud as hell. The so far on the season, they have allowed 17. 14, 17, 
20 to the Cowboys, by the way, 20 to the Chargers, 31 points at home. The 31 was to Green Bay in the game. They won 34-31. So they are, what, 2-1, and 3-1, and 3-2, and 4-2 at home, and really limiting teams scoring at, at, when they're at home. Now, I mean, again, Seahawks, Browns, Lions, the Cowboys, uh, Packers. Or maybe, I, maybe I erroneously included the Chargers in there. Sorry. Uh, anyway, wait, so they're – how many games they had at home? I, I believe they've had five. Yeah, they have five games at home. Yep. Yeah, so they got three more games at home and and two more on the road. That's a pretty nice little setup for a team trying to push for the playoffs. I just I, I feel like sort of like um like like we did against like we did about or at least I did against Pittsburgh last week that this is Dallas. I mean, this is uh, excuse me Minnesota spot. Oh, Dallas Minnesota spot to make a push to try like it's this they are a desperate team. Pittsburgh can take a loss and still be in the mix. Dallas, I mean, why do I keep going Dallas? What the hell? Minnesota cannot take a loss. Or else their season's basically over. Well, I'll tell you this. Well, it, it's not even that Minnesota can't afford a loss because the season's over. Mike Zimmer can't afford a loss because he's not in hot water here. I mean, that seat yeah, is sure. pretty hot. You lose in a big spot here and end your season, you're kind of teetering to that territory of, okay, is he going to get fired or is he going to make it through the rest of the year? Yep, that's a great call. All right, I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take the Vikings minus three and then the under 43 and a half. I'd consider buying it up to 44. Don't love doing it, but that's a, a key number. So... Let's take a break and we come back. We'll make some, uh, and you're on the Steelers and then the under as well. Let's take a break and we come back. We will make some prop picks. Spring training is in full swing and fantasy baseball draft season is upon us. That means you need to join us on fantasy baseball today in five part of the CBS sports podcast network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every Monday through Saturday for six pods per week throughout the month of March. We'll break down the latest news, spring training updates, players to target, and much more in just five minutes. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. All right. Vikings and player pro- Vikings at so is that Vikings player props. Let's see how many overs we can possibly put in here. <laughs> um, I know we, we both like the under. Having said that, I will be taking the over. On Having three. said that, these teams are going to light it up. <laughs> I have a hard time finding unders on like I, I'm just I naturally just look for numbers I think are short. And despite this enormous number, I still think it's short. Justin Jefferson over 92 and a half receiving yards. That's a huge number, but there's no Adam Thielen. I, I, they're going to target him. The Joe, Joe Hayden's out. Justin Jefferson's going to get his yards. I, I have a hard time believing he doesn't get over 100 yards in this game. Probably something like 110. I like Jefferson. I mean, you prefer to have like 88 and a half or 89 and a half. I like Jefferson over 92 and a half. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. It's a huge number. It's, it's kind of the same big number. It's the same way I feel about the uh, Deontay Johnson number. I think his is like 82 and a half or, yeah. or something or, you know, something like that. 
And I like his over too. It's why I put, but I was too afraid to put him down just because I was too, I kind of got scared away from the number and opted for Claypool instead of 51 and a half. To me, it's just, you know, that's just, I get a little too nervous. Again, both of those guys, it's the same thing, Johnson and Jefferson. The volume is just so huge that even if you don't have, if even if you have an inefficient day, if you're getting 10 targets, I mean, you could still find a way to get yourself over on that just because of the volume alone. So, no. I do like it. It's just something that I tend to try to stay away from with those numbers so high. That being said, <laughs> Najee Harris over seven yeah. and a half rushing yards. I like that one a lot because, you know, listen, he's, he's, it's a volume thing. It's another one of those scenarios where he's going to get around 20 to 22 touches. It just feels like that's where it's going to be for him, especially if you're somebody like me who thinks the Steelers are going to win this game and you're taking the points there, you're taking the money line, you would want Najee Harris in this as well because they're going to run clock. They're going to kind of really try to manage the game there through him. He's gone over this number a, a decent amount here in the Vikings are uh, they're allowing over the last two weeks and again they're getting guys back but over the last two weeks 154 rushing yards per game i mean that's just on the ground it's just a huge number there and for somebody with the volume like Najee has it's something that you should look at uh Najee's actually ticked up a yard since we put these picks in so has justin jefferson mm-hmm. uh, whatever that's worth i mean 93 and a half for justin jefferson on caesars now kj osborne by the way his number was like in the mid 30s when they opened it and that would have been a play for me. It's now over under 42 and a half minus 135. That's a little steep, but he's going to be out there. I mean, I think he's just their wide receiver too now yeah. with Adam Thielen out. So yeah. it's either him, it's, it's, it's him in, in spirit. It's him as, you know, on the depth chart, but it could be Conklin. Tyler Conklin yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe he's the, the third option out there. Right. And Conklin's right. the number two option. Conklin's total uh, oh, over 39 and a half. So KG Osborne. It's probably a little high at plus at minus one thirty five, but I mean forty two and a half. You can get there pretty easily if there's any kind of movement here, and this just isn't a, a total th- like forty three. Like forty three and a half is also you know the the total here. I mean you can have a twenty to seventeen game where there's plenty of offense without it being just an electric shootout, you know, yeah. which yeah, is, I sure. think is I think it's very possible in in this particular game. Um, so looking at these receiving numbers, I have I have a cousin's. Uh, prop that I took, as you, you can see there, you can see it on youtube.com slash pick six, hit that like button. If you're watching with us, cousins over 32 and a half completions, which similar, you have a Kirk cousins over as well. One and a half passing touchdowns. Yeah. It, to me, it's just, he's thrown for multiple touchdowns in a ton of these games. It's, it's just in, in, especially I, you know, I made that with the idea that cook wasn't going to play. So, you know, let's, you know, that might have to be changed a little bit sure. or at least, you know, don't hammer it as much as you would if you thought Cook was going to play. That's ba- I'm, I'm softening. I just want minus one twenty is not bad though for that. You know, no, usually you see over, one and a half overs like minus one sixty. Right. I wouldn't want to mess with that. I minus one twenty. I think I'm fine with. And it's not entire, It's not out of the question they'll throw to Cook in the near the goal line. But yes, when they get down near the goal line, they do like to run Dalvin Cook. Uh, and the other I mean, one we I mean, have. We, uh, I mean, he quickly he he hit that in six of the last seven games, multiple touchdowns. You know, yeah, so I, it's. It's a, it's a, it's not like it's, uh, you're asking him to do something he's never done before. No, Cousins is, they use Cousins in the red zone all the time. And, and he, and you, I mean, and he could also get a deep shot to Justin Jefferson. Right. You know, we get one deep shot to Justin Jefferson. All of a sudden we're both hitting those, those top props we have. And then uh, hopefully we both catch this one because we are on the exact same one. Chase Claypool over 51 and a half receiving yards. That one has also ticked up a yard uh, on Caesars up to 52 and a half. I'm still, I'm fine with that. I think 54. Five and a half, maybe is probably where my stop point is. Yep, because I think he gets over sixty yards. Ben, the the one issue with Claypool versus Deontay Johnson is 
Deontay is such a target hog that they funnel things through him. But with Patrick Peterson back, there's a decent chance that Pat P's following around Deontay Johnson and the Steelers decide to focus in on hitting Chase Claypool. And if, the, if you get one, all you need is one shot down the field to Claypool and he'll, he'll pick up 30 quick yards and all of a sudden we're, you know, a couple more catches and we're good to go there. I mean, you look at what he's done over the last few weeks here. Last three weeks, Chase Claypool, 22.7 yards per catch. It's just a monster number. And that's, that's really kind of been picking up since Juju Smith-Schuster's gone down. So you're talking about two or three tries here where if he, him and Ben just need to connect on a couple here and you're in play. And the Vikings, again, getting guys back, that defense is going to be a little bit better. Like you said, Pat P coming back, maybe that impacts Deontay Johnson a little bit more, you know, for, for whatever it is. But the Vikings this season are allowing 12.4 yards per reception. That's the third most in the NFL. I mean, that, you know, when you're, when you're starting to factor in these, these, these you know, home run hitters like Claypool is, that's something that you like. Yeah. So his last three games, I think you pointed out, 22.7 yards per reception, also averaging 75.7 yards per game. He would have cleared 51 and a half in every single one of those games. Only got to 52 against the Ravens. Only had three targets, but 17 targets the two games prior to that and nothing under five targets. So that was his lowest targeted game against Baltimore. I think a team that gives up big yardage like this in, in Baltimore, I mean, in Minnesota, um, First they were Dallas, now they're Baltimore. Yeah, I, know. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, I'm not even like looking at anything. It's just I'm just saying Dallas over and over again in my head. Um, teams that get, a team like Minnesota that gives up big yardage like this is susceptible to Claypool in a in a in a, in a pretty aggressive way. So I could easily see where they're targeting him down the field, and we get this in the first half with two big receptions. All right. Oh, first touchdown. I always forget about the first touchdown score. Uh, the odds on the first touchdown score with Dalvin Cook, we're still waiting on that. I probably wouldn't bet it until closer to game time because the the odds here are just screwed up. I mean, like... It changes everything. I mean, we're talking about, you know, Najee Harris is the top guy at plus 460, and he's the top running back for the Steelers. Cook's going to factor in there if he's playing. He's going to be right there with him. And you have Justin Jefferson at five plus 525. Yep. And then Deontay Johnson plus 625. Three guys under seven to one is outrageous for a for a first touchdown prop. Chase Claypool, 10 to one. KJ Osborne, 11 to one. You've got Osborne on the list. He's actually down from, I think that's a good call there for Osborne. You know, yeah. If he's out there, if he's getting the, 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 the three that stood out to me are right in this range. Osborne, Conklin, and Fryermuth. After that, it's like D.D. Westbrook, Ray-Ray McLeod, C.J. Ham, Zach Gentry, James Washington, Kirk Cousins. None of those are intriguing to me. It really just falls off. Cousins was 26-1 to 1 earlier, dropped down to 30-1. to 30-1 to 1 or better, I might take Cousins, just because I could see a one-yard like a one-yard little Drew Brees thing or like a little scramble. If you didn't bet it at 30-1, to you'll be mad. So I'll probably include Cousins, but um, we both had Fryer. You think that's a good call. And then, of course, uh, I had Conklin. You had Osborne. I'm not. I'm probably not betting any of these numbers until I see the Dalvin. Because Madison's not here either. Like Madison, right. like I would. I mean, you could have Cook if maybe Cook's active and he's four four and a half to one, and Madison's thirteen to one. I'm betting Madison. Yeah, it's exactly right, and it's also going to push guys like Conklin and Osborne up a little bit more. So even if you still like those guys, those odds are going to change more in your favor if Cook is playing and once they add Madison. Correct. So uh, you're probably better off to hold off on 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 betting that if you know, in, until we know about until we know about Cook is is what our is what our larger point is here. Uh, okay, 
let's take a break. Right, that's it for the podcast itself. Let's. We're now going to venture over to. Well, we'll state we all we did this on YouTube. We're gonna have a separate YouTube with the uh, where we break down simply the DFS portion of the program. So, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for watching. Check us out on the separate video where we handle everything DFS related. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy.